0: Welcome back to another episode of Another Bourbon Show. And tonight we've got... Nah, like, okay, so on this show, we've drank a lot of whiskey, um, a lot of bourbon that counts in that whiskey umbrella. We've drank a couple liqueurs, some whiskey-type products that... But now we're going to be drinking something that is water. I mean, it's, we've never, we're, this is a, another bourbon show first. We're drinking a no proof product.
1: What's that Churchill quote about water? I don't know if it's real or not, but it's like never touch the stuff fish fucking it.
0: (laughs) 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 So yeah, we're drinking an, a no proof product. Um, We've had plenty of low-proof products, I guess, but this is our first no-proof product. So, Ryan, I'm actually going to hand the floor over to you. Tell us about what we're drinking tonight. So tonight,
2: Ritual is a brand of zero-proof alcohol alternatives, right? So um, this is a brand that makes uh, a spiritless vodka, tequila, whiskey, pretty much rum, any alcohol category there is they're making products on that and the name is ritual so the idea is you don't drink anymore maybe you have a problem or you're just trying to be healthier in general you can do the ritual of having an old-fashioned or uh, a manhattan or a whiskey sour still have that same feeling and ambiance of drinking a nice cocktail or you know a spiritless alternative um to keep you in that mindset of that reality that is a little bit altered. So um, what a lot of companies are doing um, and you see a lot of non-alcoholic beers, Budweiser's got one Miller Coors. I mean, it's actually a huge segment that not a lot of people talk about. Uh, But essentially this is a whiskey alternative that is meant to taste like whiskey, but without any of the alcohol. But in theory, it should have some of some similar tasting notes to whiskeys that you like, but like I said, it's a healthier alternative. Ten calories total in here. Um, going through some of the ingredients: filtered water, cane sugar, xanthan gum, xanthan gum, citric acid, caramel coloring. So it's um, trying to get the vibe of a of a whiskey or a any liquor you like without the alcohol in it. Is that um, cool. Yeah. So it's uh it's a huge segment, like I was saying. Um, and especially during COVID, sales of non-alcoholic things across the board have uh skyrocketed. And I, I did do some background info before I did this episode. The non non-alco- non-alcoholic category since COVID is up 133%. And it is a three hundred thirty million dollar segment of the alcohol industry that is not alcohol. So it's um, it's a it's a big thing for sure. And um, you you see companies trying to market their products. They can't legally say healthy, but low calorie wines, lower calorie beers, um, things of that nature. So this is the people they're trying to target, right? The the marathon runners, the that sort of segment of population.
0: Where where's this out of?
2: So ritual, um, I believe California. Sorry, they actually don't say on the bottle. I believe they're out of California, though Southern California. Um, <laughs> I'll double check on that though. Is is it still handled through the TTB? Um, you know, I know with i don't believe so no i don't think they have anything to do with it and um as distributors um like i know my company we distribute water red bull non-alcoholic you know offerings like mr and mrs t's things of that nature so um it doesn't have to it doesn't have to go any of (laughs) through any of those uh, measures okay okay i was just curious like
0: so like I'm not gonna be one who like makes fun of it. I'm just gonna judge whether or not I like it or not. Um, but I'm but I'm not at all familiar with the concept. And if somebody wants to better themselves, if they have got a problem, or if they just want to enjoy the atmosphere of alcohol without actually having the alcohol, then fuck. What do I care? Like who am I to judge? But I also don't know anything about it, so I'm completely ignorant. So, and that's, that's where my questions are coming from.
2: Yeah. And you know, just true curiosity where I'm blanking on the name of it, but, uh, where my sister went to school, university of Iowa, there's a, a spiritless, um, cocktail lounge. There's a bar that serves only non-alcoholic offerings. So bars like that are popping up across the country, which is interesting. Um, I probably wouldn't frequent it, but it's people go, people go to them. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's a big segment of, uh, of drinkers going that direction. Yeah.
1: And I mean, you can, a lot of times people just want, well, I shouldn't say a lot of times people want this, but I think there's a good section of the population that sometimes you just want a fancy drink. You know what I mean? And it's not about getting drunk. It's about having a cool cocktail or something. Um, And the alcohol is just kind of part of it. And really it can be an inconvenient part if you'd rather do that as a trendy thing at one o'clock and you've got something that evening or something, you know, it's, it can be akin to getting like bubble tea or tea or coffee or something like that. I think it's one of those type of segments, in my opinion, if you're going out and you're getting a, you know, Shirley temple type thing uh, I think it all fits in with that segment.
2: Yeah. And I apologize too. I was um, there's another spiritless offering uh, that's, popular up in the you know i i I mean i wouldn't say popular but in the chicago area this is actually made in chicago the other company is spiritless that -hmm. is located out west so my apologies on that that's okay
0: no problem um steven do you want to do a label rating on it
1: yeah um so i think this is a pretty it's a it's a pretty plain bottle um, on one hand, I think it almost looks medicinal. Like I would say that it looks like a, a medicine more, uh, both the, something about the bottle shape and it's, it's a label. Um, it a little bit looks like a Turkey product maybe at like first glance, um, like, uh, maybe a Russell's type ritual and Russell's maybe it's, it's doing something that way. I don't know, but I could see people being misled on the shelf maybe. Uh, but it, but they have zero proof right there, right next to the label, which I appreciate. So you know mm-hmm. exactly what you're getting. Whiskey Alternative is also right there, very clearly labeled. And I bet even most stores would have this in a different spot, like a slightly different spot. It wouldn't just be in the middle of two whiskeys or something, It's my guess. Um, I also appreciate that it's not super colorful. Like, typically I would, I would bash it because it's not like a colorful label or something like that. Or it, it, it is kind of plain but I think it's helpful to just know exactly what you're getting with this up front. And I think it's nice that they didn't go too appealing, I guess, with, with the labeling um, to where it would feel kind of scummy. Like they're trying to appeal to an underage market. Um, Like unofficially, of course they're, they're not doing that. It's a very uh, sort of sanitized uh, look. It's a very muted look. And so I'm going to give it a five, I think. I'm just going to give it right down the middle. I think that it's it lets you know what it is, and you're either in or you're out based on that alone. And I don't think it needs to be that flashy. I don't think it's a flashy product necessarily. Um, and it's mainly going to be a mixer by their own admission, it sounds like. So I think it looks like something that'll just blend right into your drink. So five.
0: So I want to throw out there that five is works steven uh, i don't normally even give my opinion on labels except for when you fucked up mellow corn um but other than that i normally major, just major fuck up by the way that was a huge fuck up let's yeah. just be honest here um so i i very rarely even mention anything about the labels um but on this one i is this is not a mellow corn situation that i think you fucked up um but i do i like the label more than you do um and my here's my reasoning um i've never seen it until this very moment i looked i didn't look it up at all i had no idea i think you're dead on as far as the russell's reserve bottle i think it might be the same fucking bottle in fact but in any case The reason I would go a little bit higher personally is it's a very clean look. It's a very modern look. There is, it's not like industrial. It's not, it's just a purely modern, clear, clean look. And the people who are going to be going after this, they don't give a shit. I don't think personally about the heritage of bourbon or whiskey they don't care about the classicness of it they don't care about any of that shit they are more clean modern types of people i would guess billy bob that works on the farm and combines he's not buying this you know so so that's the reason i i, I think that the that the label does a really good job of pulling in the people that are likely their prospective target audience anyway um but i get your five i'm just throwing out my own personal opinion with that
1: are these the same people that make the on the rocks products no okay because it it reminds me of that too it's it's i can see that too
0: yeah yeah
2: i can see that ryan did you want to throw anything out there
0: about the label
2: or Yeah, or any of that i was gonna pretty much echo what you said dan um p i mean you know this sort of product in in most of them uh are they range between like 25 and 35 dollars for these it's still like a pricey thing to buy so the people who are going to be drinking this sort of thing are gonna usually have some money and um I know what a lot of these companies also want to do for people who don't drink, but their goal is to also have these mixed in regular cocktails with, you know, Woodford Reserve or Maker's Mark, like throw in half a shot of this and, you know, with a half a shot of, of the other whiskey, that's sort of the aim some of these companies want to do as well, which, um, you know, I'm not, I think that would probably mess up the taste of a cocktail, but if that's something you want to do, or if it's, you know, limiting the amount you're drinking per cocktail, go for it.
0: Okay. Steven, I know you want to say something.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I picked up my glass minute ago, and I watched a fucking bug fly right <laughs> into this. <laughs> and it just suicided into it no I have a fucking let's see if I can find where you're gonna
2: have more in the, in the vial still right yeah I do switch yeah, glasses I'll, yeah I'll report it but enough. oh yeah yeah
0: <laughs> I can see it floating in the pocket. all right this cursed episode <laughs> we, we we smelled it we we took a waft of the nose and let me tell you that Stephen and I were utterly blown away by the nose normally we mean that in a positive way this time we did not um
1: i'll play that here i think i can go back i think i was recording at the time if i if i was i'll go back and play that here Ooh, that nose is bad holy fuck that nose is awful man have you smelled this dan
0: i have not i'm opening it right now I don't even like the way it pours. Like, it pours weird.
1: Take a big whiff. No! <laughs> it's like something happened. I I doubt it even smells like this. Like, I think, like, something happened in shipping.
0: I mean, it's cloudy.
1: Yeah, my first reaction is this isn't safe to drink. We'll see if Ryan smells the same way.
0: That... To me, have you ever dipped? No. Have you ever been around dip? Yeah. To me, that smells like Kodiak wintergreen dip.
1: That's a good, yeah, yeah. The wintergreen is is a good, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: But uh, we were quite blown away from it. Um, and Ryan came in in the middle of it and said that he felt the same way as I did. That it smells like, like Kodiak wintergreen long cut tobacco dip, is the
2: nose that I get from it.
0: It's punchy. Well, oh, they supposed
2: to be oak vanilla caramel. Um,
1: or it's potent. I mean, it's like I, I I just had it sit in my glass for a while, and obviously the bugs could smell it. Made a beeline right into. it. How funny would it be if another one just immediately on camera went in? <laughs> It's great that, for catching, you know, fruit flies, apparently. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. a strong smell.
0: It's a really, really strong smell. And I guess we're all three going to be sipping it neat. And then, Ryan, you made a
2: mocktail out of it, right? I did. I did a uh, whiskey sour. Okay, right here. So, I mean, it looks like a regular whiskey sour. I, that's not egg white on top either. I'm not that fancy. <laughs> all right. Well, I... Uh, I'm
0: I'm not going to give it another nose intentional because I get an accidental every time it comes anywhere close to my face. (laughs) So I'm going to just go right on to sipping it. So cheers. 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 I don't know if I'm ready for this. Okay, that's weird.
2: It's different, isn't it? Is it's different. very minty.
1: Yeah, that's the, it's almost like drinking a really watered down, a really watered down julep.
2: Yes, it is. It's kind of got that like Pepto uh, feel to it too. I don't know if that's a the smell bit, or, yeah. or just like the texture of it. Well, I noticed that whenever I poured it,
0: it pours weird. It doesn't pour like whiskey, and it doesn't pour like water. It pours like something else. I don't know what. When it comes out of the vial, it just came out weird, in my opinion. It tastes better than I thought it was going to.
2: Yeah, I don't think the taste is. And maybe it's intentionally not similar in that regard for people who might have a problem drinking <laughs> um yeah it's different i will say much much better the whiskey sour um yeah. i don't really get that aspect as much i d- i do definitely get that like that minty wintergreen taste in the whiskey sour still but i don't get that overall texture of how it's not whiskey or like water that texture. I don't really get in the whiskey sour at all.
1: It kind of, but there's no,
2: there's no bite. It kind of tastes
1: like what carbonation feels like. I don't know if that makes sense, but the interaction that's happening in my mouth when I sip it, it's not carbonated, obviously, but it almost feels like that from the taste. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's the best way I can describe it to me. It's it's a weird one.
0: So two things that I want to say. One is something that I just want to make sure that the audience is clear of. Because I don't know that we necessarily said it as directly as we should have earlier. And that's that this product is not made to sit. The, pr- the, the purpose of this product is not for you to sip on it neat or even on ice like it's whiskey. That's not the goal. Yeah. The goal is specifically for it to be used as a mixer. So having said that, Ryan's input as far as like what it tastes in a whiskey sour is way more important than what we're saying as far as when we're sipping it. Now, having said that, I want to say that if you have ever dipped, if you've ever used chewing tobacco and swallowed some of that tobacco juice, that's the first flavor you get in your throat. When you take a sip, not in the mouth, in the mouth, it tastes like in the, in your mouth. It's like tea. But the moment it goes down your throat, it's very much like you swallowed some tobacco juice from Kodiak Long Cut. Wintergreen.
1: This is just trying to supply one part of a drink and not be the sole drink. It's kind of like eating Baker's chocolate, right? Where it's really it's really off-putting and weird, and um, you're supposed to be. It's supposed to just contribute its characteristics into an overall piece. And here we are having it as a standalone. And and I agree. Ryan's is more important And what we're saying is probably expected. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, what do you say we go ahead and rate it? And because I don't know that we need to elaborate on it, any additional. So. Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to go ahead and start if you don't mind. All right. So pay no attention to the rating I'm about to give it. Because where I'm drinking it in a way that it's not meant to be drank. But as just a straight, I'm going to sip this as if it's whiskey. It's a 1.0. It's a it's a 0.0 if that exists. So it, we've never tested how low the scale goes. But this is it. This is exactly it. If if we're talking about that. However, I could see this being used in, in a mocktail. So I'm actually gonna give it a rating for it, for using it in a way that I've never used it. And that's gonna be a 6.5. I could see it going well in a cocktail. I could see it helping to balance out a whiskey sour or a whiskey Coke, um, as a matter of fact. I didn't even think about doing this before. A whiskey Dr. Pepper. Oh, that fucking nose kills me. Oh, why did I do that? Okay, so that's still pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> but there was a lot of the, the ritual in it still. Um, I, I'm going to stick with like a 0.0 and a 6.5 because I do see a – a point, a purpose for it. I do see it, how it could be used. Um, yeah, there you go. That's where I'm at.
1: Well, I'm going to give it a, a, a 1.5. I think, um, I'm not going to give it a, a score for, uh, a cocktail or anything like that directly because, um, I have integrity on like Dan, I'm not going to, I didn't have it. So, hmm. um, I think that it, it, it could be good in some cocktails, but I'm going to say something kind of radical that we haven't said yet. And that is, it's okay to not drink alcohol sometimes. And I think that in my experience, this is like an opinion I've long had because there's been a couple times, you know, I'm in a long relationship. I, Jesse has gone on diets before and therefore I have gone on diets before. And we have had weeks where we were eating vegetarian or something like that. One thing I noticed is that the, the dishes I liked the best were the ones that they weren't trying to be something else. You know, it would be a dish that was like, this is basically just a salad or this is a flatbread, you know, but when it tried to be like, this is a vegan pizza with pepperoni made from plants, so on and so forth. Anytime it was trying to be something else, it was just a, it was a lesser version of that. And that's all it will ever be basically. Um, there there may be some exceptions here or there, but I think that, that by and large, that's kind of what I've noticed. And it's, I would say for the people who are, if you have a problem and you're trying to stop that problem by having something like this, then this message isn't for you. But for the other people, I would say like for the people who are trying to maintain the ritual with friends, I would say maybe just try to explore like getting into a different type of drink. Like if you're going out at a one o'clock or something like that, maybe try a tea shop or something like that. Or, you know, something like that. Like, you might be better off getting into an actual, like, other type of beverage. Um, and that would be just fine. Um, so I'm going to stick with a 1.5. I think that it the way it could be lower on my scale is it could have made me rich, you know, immediately. And it didn't. It is not, like, abject poison. Uh, like, really, really bad at the, at the tail end of the scale, as low as it can go. But I won't be drinking this anytime soon so 1.5
2: yeah i'm just gonna go based on the cocktail i mean without it it's probably like a a two two and a half but i'm just gonna go a 5.0 it's not a bad whiskey sour you know it's pretty good it shades of a good one like if i poured some whiskey in that maybe the ritual balances out a little bit um but where the bread and butter for these type of things are are in mocktails, um, sort of that that segment of people. Um, and I understand where you're coming from, Stephen. Where if you have a problem drinking, it's probably not best not to drink something that's like the thing you like. I think this is far enough away where um, I don't know if you'd really get that incline to drink a shot of whiskey after, but. Um, I think the segment of the category itself really proves our thinking wrong in that. Um, Cause next year it's probably like a, ha- a half a billion dollar industry on non-alcoholics, which is just, I mean, it's crazy to think, um, but there is a segment of the population who likes this thing and goes out of their way to enjoy a mocktail without the effects of getting drunk um, that healthier lifestyle. So, which if that's your thing, that's cool, but I don't think it'll ever be my thing. And if I ever were to get an addiction to alcohol, I would probably do what you said, Stephen, and you know maybe go to a tea shop or, or something like that. But if it's in a mocktail, you know it's really not bad, and um, I wouldn't just drink it straight if you're really missing whiskey that much. So if you're going to go for something like this, make a mocktail. Try to get creative with good ingredients because at the end of the day, the the good ingredients in the drink are really gonna make the drink outside of the spiritless cocktail that's in there, right? So use the high end ingredients and then that will really balance out that wintergreen type taste that we had today. <laughs>